everybody. Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Well, today is December 16th, and we are right around the corner from the holidays. You're probably all getting ready for your parties and your dinners, and you're probably going to want to impress your guests. So today, our special guest is going to talk about wine pairing. You better take notes. So Lori Ann Harnish is an independent wine ambassador with Bosse Collection Wines, and she has been here before. Actually, if you want to listen to the podcast that we first did, it was May 20th. Hey, Lori, thanks a lot for joining me today. Thanks, Nancy. It's uh, a delight to be here with you. Uh, Well, are you all ready for the holidays? Well, I'm not telling (laughs) Well, they come upon us so fast, and then before you know it, we're into February. But I know everybody is uh, decorating and getting their menu together. And I started thinking about which wine is which. What should we use for the dinners that we're going to have? So I need your help. Absolutely. Uh, First of all, does it really matter what you pair with what? It's all about what you like and what you prefer. That's the best rule of all. If you want to get technical and you want to really impress your guests, yes, you may select your wines and your sparklings in alignment with your actual food selections. So I always heard that white wines go with fish, and I only remember that because fish is white, and reds go with meat because I remember that because most meat is red. Am I thinking along the wrong lines? No, you're absolutely thinking correctly. However, it is not inappropriate to pair whites with things that you wouldn't normally think to and vice versa. It's it's totally, you can break the rules if you want to. Um, if you are serving whites, it would be nice to have items that are like fish, things that have maybe a butter sauce or things that have a little bit of a higher fat Uh, For example, a very simple dish, side dish during the holidays sometimes is macaroni and cheese. And a wonderful complement to that would be a beautiful Sauvignon Blanc. Okay, what if you have a guest that does not care for Sauvignon Blanc? What else can we put with it? Another white that you might like to serve is, is a Chardonnay. And Chardonnays are a little more oaky or they could be less oaky. There's a variety of different types. And those are preferred by many individuals that like whites. And those are a beautiful complement to any any type of dish that would maybe have a little more fat content. But those two wines are dry, aren't they? For the most part, yes. Okay. Uh, Chardonnays can be a little sweeter depending on the vineyards that they're coming from and the year that they're produced. Uh, it just it just depends on, on who's producing those. So if I'm shopping for some wine. How do I know what it tastes like before I open it? Because I'm not really aware of what winery is producing a more sweeter wine. How do you know? It's sometimes difficult to know. And sometimes it is kind of a guessing game. I highly suggest that you consult with someone in the wine department. If you're, if you're at a wine store or at a grocery department where there is a a high end wine selection, I, I highly recommend that you talk with the expert that's in that department and get their, their feedback. They usually do know, and they're pretty savvy about understanding these wines, and, and they want to make sure that you're a happy customer, so they will assist you. 
or you may call me and I'll be happy to, to advise you on those things as well. Oh, that's good to know. But when you go shopping for wine at a wine store, can you taste before you buy usually? Sometimes they do have a tasting opportunity. And it's just, um, again, it's depending on the store, depends on uh, who are the distributors in, in that store who are being represented. Okay, so now we did the fish thing. What about, say, um, a nice hunk of meat for your main course? And we're going to get to the menus later, folks, but I'm just trying to separate the whites from the reds. Sure. And for the meats, anything that's considered a, a red meat, you certainly can have a beautiful Cabernet Sauvignon. You could serve a Pinot Noir, which is a little lighter than a cab. And you could also serve something a little heavy, heavier, like a uh, petite Syrah. The, any of those would be probably excellent accompaniments, depending on what meat dish you're serving. Um, the heavier the meat, probably the lighter the wine, because that actually will bring out the essence of the, the meat, the flavor profiles of however you prepared that meat. If there's there's seasonings on the meat, um, then that's that's a nice thing to know. And that wine will help make a well-balanced experience. Well, I hope you all are taking notes. Or you can invite friends that don't know anything about wine, so whatever you do is going to really impress them, right? I think that's a good way to go, too. Yes. Okay, so in my notes, I found these... uh, two little phrases and I have no clue what they mean. What's a congruent pairing versus a contrasting pairing? Help, Lori. Mm. Well, congruent is, is, for example, when you have a lot of creaminess in the dish itself. So, for example, we talked a little bit ago about fish with butter sauce. That has a very high dairy content, or it could be something that has a cream sauce on it. Those are, and again, macaroni and cheese, anything that think of it as a creamy experience, uh, whether it's dairy or it's nut-driven. Well, I'm sure um, fettuccine Alfredo comes to mind for most people. that would be a very good example. Okay. So you want to add a complementary wine that is more acidic, and that would that's what we call congruent. Um, it would allow the balance between that creaminess and the acidity of the wine. And so the flavor profile in your mouth and the experience that you're having is, is definitely pleasant. Okay. And then what's a complementary pairing? So this also is a high acidity and it could be for things that are a little more zesty. So for example, um, a pasta sauce, or it could be something that has, um, when you say pasta sauce, you mean red. I do. And, and I, I'm, I'm thinking of some people call it gravy. Some people call it sauce. Uh, anything that's a red tomato type sauce that may have some zest to it, whether it's spicy or it's mild, it, it has some, you know, some kick to it. And also it could be something, um, uh, for example, Something that has um, like Chinese spices or something that's Indian spice. Things that, that have a little more p- uh, potency and have well, a little... like Mexican food too? Correct. And okay. also any kind of Latin food, whether it's Spanish or Mexican, those also. And here's where you want a wine that has a little more acidity to, to balance it out. And that's called complementary. Oh, so what kind of wine would be... 
well, more acidity. It, it's usually suggested something like a Pinot Grigio, sometimes a Sauvignon Blanc. You could even go a little sweeter because the sweetness of some of these wines will bring out the flavors of that spiciness or zestiness. Hmm. So much to remember. Oh, let's take a minute to talk about our lighting. Um, we're all getting ready for the holidays, and you're going to have guests. So besides the dinner and the wine, I think you've got to start thinking about maybe changing some things around for your decor, maybe a couple of new fixtures in the room. Um, make sure that you add dimmers to your lights so that you can change the mood of the room. I think this is a good idea, too. And you all, if you have any questions, should go to shoppremier.com. They have uh, lighting consultants that are very happy to help you. You, um, They might come to your house or you can go into their showroom. They're located in Scottsdale. So their website is shoppremier.com. Now, for those of you who are outside of the Scottsdale area, you can go on their website and you can actually um, buy through the Internet. They will deliver. And also, they have a lot of blogs that are really interesting. So they gave you hints on different lighting and different ideas. So I think you guys should all go to shoppremier.com, and their phone number is right on the website. Let's get back to the uh, really cool wine that, that Lori has. I have a million questions. But w- right now, the holidays are going to hit us, and we got to hurry up and work on our menu. So I made some notes on uh, typically what people – uh, put together for their menu. And the first thing is the appetizers. Um, what do you suggest? And if we're having, say, a cheese board with some meats on it, maybe some olives and different spicy condiments, what should we give our guests with that? Nancy, I think that this is a great opportunity for a sparkling wine that has a beautiful essence to it that will complement the appetizers you're serving. If it is a basic cheese and meat tray, or if it's even a crudité with vegetables, something that's light and refreshing when your guests arrive is always a, a welcomed drink for, for your guests. And you can do this either as a mixed cocktail. You could make like a mimosa if you're having a brunch or maybe an early lunch you know, during the holidays. Oh, that's a good idea. So it's, I'm thinking evening, but there's going to be a lot of people that could come over for sure. midday. Sure. Sounds and good. And as well as in the evening, you could add some, some other liqueurs in with your champagnes. There, there are many sparkling wine recipes that have a little added liqueurs to them. And this gives a beautiful, a beautiful flavor. And you can add a few berries, um, blueberries are wonderful. Uh, get some of those nice skewer sticks. And, and you don't just have to use strawberries. You can use blackberries, blueberries, raspberries. You can put apples. You can do anything you want and, and make it festive. Um, the type of glass that you put this in, you it's nice if you're using a long-stemmed, some type of a flute. However, it doesn't need to be a flute. You can use whatever you have. Wine glasses work just perfectly. And so don't feel like you have to spend a lot of money yeah, to really make this a, a beautiful experience. You can stay do it away simply. from those plastic red cups, please. Well, I would prefer you not to use those myself. Those but, are good but, for July, 4th of July parties. Uh, keep them there. But I think uh, the elegance of the holidays... Mm-hmm. 
um, should be expressed with your decor. Right. And, and mostly if someone is hosting parties on, on a regular basis, they'll have a few wine glasses in their cupboard. So those are, those are really nice to take out and uh, get them prepped to, to serve to your guests. What about a wine punch? Oh, absolutely. That's a great suggestion too. And there are many wonderful recipes that are out there for wine punch. Uh, you can add a little sparkling to those as well, uh, if you like, or you can just make them, you know, purely wine. Uh, what about sangria? Can oh, we do I love sangria? sangria? It it's seems one of my like personal there favorites. Are two things that I never had until I came to Arizona. Sounds weird, but one of them is sangria, and can we do that for the holidays? Absolutely. There's no rules. You you absolutely can do that, and and that's you can either do a white sangria or you could do a traditional red sangria, and those can be made with almost any of the wines that we've discussed today, and add primarily anything that you would like into that. And that would be good with the appetizers. Absolutely. Okay. It would be nice. If you're spe- especially if you have, you know, maybe some uh, avocado egg rolls, or if you had some some spicy taco dip with, you know, maybe a queso cheese dip type appetizer, that would go beautifully. The other thing that I never had till I came to Arizona was a mulled wine. Yes. Remind me what that is because it's been 20 years since I had one. Mulled wine usually is warmed and it has some spices that they add to it. Sometimes they're already prepared and you can buy them that way. And then other times people will actually make the mulled wine and they put it in a, a crock pot or in some kind of a, a dish that's, that's being heated. And, and it, so it serves room temperature to warm. Oh, to warm. I was going to say with our cold weather that we have here in Arizona, I think today it's going to hit 68. Hmm. Um, so people usually have the mulled wine at the holiday time because yes. it's warmed up. Well, and it also smells wonderful too. Yeah. Cinnamon is in there. And, but is that good to, um, to serve with appetizers? Is that okay? You may. I mean, it, if you're having an appetizer event and that's all you're serving, then a variety of types of beverages is, is a good thing. And oh, that good. could be an option. Okay. Well, we finished with the appetizers. Let's go to the main course. Um, so now I'm going to read off a couple of things that people might have uh, as their main entree. One of them would be ham. I think a lot of people have ham. What would you suggest with that? I personally would suggest a Pinot Noir. I think it's a light red that usually will balance the ham lovely. Okay. Um, folks, this is what I mean by taking notes. So if you got your pencil and paper, get ready because we're going to go down the list. The next one is turkey, which actually should be for Thanksgiving. I don't know why they do it for Christmas, but people like turkey. So what do we serve with that? Well, if you're serving ham and turkey and you already have the Pinot Noir, that's perfectly fine. People often will like to drink Pinot Noir with turkey. Oh, good. If you are not doing that and you're just serving turkey alone then you might want to opt for a white wine. You know, something that will complement that turkey nicely. It could be a Pinot Grigio. It could be a um, Sauvignon Blanc. It could be a Chardonnay. And I think my first preference was would be to serve a Chardonnay with it. Okay. And next one is the prime rib. That seems to be very popular for Christmas as well. It is. It is. Prime rib is, is one of my personal favorites. And I would probably put with the prime rib... Either a Pinot Noir or a Cabernet. 
Okay. A Cabernet Sauvignon. And what about that roast goose that a pe- some people have? Well, keep in mind, the roast goose is a little more fatty. Uh-huh. You know, it's typically uh, dark meat. And it's very very flavor profile high. So you've got a lot of, a lot of things happening with goose. I would suggest that you might want to consider something to, to be a little more acidic. So a Sauvignon Blanc would be a great compliment, would accompany it beautifully. Oh, good. Okay. And let's move on to my favorite part of the dinner, desserts. So chocolate seems to be the choice of the day. What do you think about that? Chocolate, and Merlot go fabulously. Okay, so we covered the chocolates, and I know a lot of people have cheesecake. Um, what wine should we choose for the cheesecake? And, of course, there's lots of flavors of cheesecake. I know. I've seen wine in cheesecake, but yes. that's, let's not push that, folks. <laughs> so the cheesecake is um, very dairy, cheesy, heavy. What yes, do we it do is. with that? So going with what we've discussed today... We want to have something that's going to complement that creaminess. So again, you're going to want to get something that's a little more acidic to complement it. Um, It's sweet, a sweet dessert that has a creaminess. So again, a Sauvignon Blanc. Um, You might even want to go with something that's like an ice wine that's going to be a little sweeter to go with What's an ice wine? Ice wine is a very specific wine that is... um, it's, it's sweeter in nature, and uh, you, you often don't want to have too much of it. It's usually sm- served in small quantities. High so in alcohol content? It can be, yes. Okay. And um, let's see, on my list, I actually have fruitcake. Everybody always gets a fruitcake from an aunt or an uncle. Um, do we go hitting the wine a lot to kill the flavor? Although I do like fruitcake. But some people make fun of it. What do you drink with, um, don't forget, there's rum in the fruitcake. What do you drink with it? That's true. There often is rum in the fruitcake. And sometimes... How about more rum? <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would suggest something maybe like a nice Pinot Noir. I think that that would, would be lovely with it because there's, there's a balance between the red and the sweetness of that fruitcake along with the rum and... We're just going to have to try that ourselves this, this season and experiment a yeah. little bit with that fruitcake. Yeah, if we can find a gluten-free <laughs> fruitcake, I'm in. Now, my last uh, thing is cookies. Yes. You know, you. I mean, everybody loves cookies. Mm-hmm. You know, the tradition of the Christmas cookies. Should we put wine with it or should oh, we just... Sure, you yeah. certainly may. And, and I have found myself doing that sometimes in the evening when I'm craving a little extra dessert and I will pull a few little cookies out. Maybe they're a butter cookie or something that I have stashed in the, the freezer for emergencies Just when for I have you. a cookie attack. Yeah, yes. right. And and those I pair with, with uh, a red wine, sometimes a Merlot, especially if it's a chocolate cookie. If it's if it's a butter cookie, I might have a little a small glass of white wine with it. And that's just lovely. I think so far on my list, I like the chocolate with the Merlot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my favorite too. Okay. And our last thing is dessert wines. Um, I think after all these three courses, do we really have room for dessert wines? But if we do, what do you suggest? Well, first of all, you can always continue to serve what you've been serving throughout the meal. And there's nothing inappropriate about that. 
those could be considered the dessert wines because the leftovers that are in the bottles, people are very happy to consume them. If you want to change... Oh, by the time they get to the desserts, they're going to consume anything, don't you think? <laughs> that may be true. And, and often people will open up a new bottle if everything's been consumed and they'll share something special, something that maybe is a little more high end of a wine or something that is a little sweeter. Um, some, sometimes people have a special bottle that they've been saving for some reason. And this is a great excuse to, to open it at the end of the evening. It could even be a sparkling. I think people don't need an excuse to open up more wine. My first question in looking at the appetizer, the main course, the desserts, um, I think we have to spend some time talking between courses. Otherwise, they'll be drinking nonstop, don't you think? It's, it's healthy to space out the time. I, I'd be worried about people who always have their glass empty and they want more. Um, I think we have to get them a free Uber ride. Well, as the host or hostess, mm -hmm. you are the time steward and you're the one that's pouring. And if you drink slowly, it often will encourage the others to drink slowly as well. And the wine is to complement what you're experiencing on the dinner table. It's not right. They came for the dinner, not the wine. Correct. Okay. You it's just, a combination of both. You're, you you need to experience true, both. True. However, the, when the dinner is served, it needs to be complementary of the dinner. True. I agree with that. And I also would hate to have somebody leave my house and um, not be in perfect condition to drive. So maybe you can do little swag bags for your guests with a complimentary Uber ride home. Um, I think that's important. I think talking about the safety right now, everybody's happy and um, they're excited about the holidays, especially since they don't have to work the next day or they take the week off, but they do have to remember not to drink and drive. So maybe you can offer your friends, your guests, um, a sleepover too. I think that'd be fun. It's always nice to have some extra nibbles at the end of a meal. For example, some nuts mm -hmm. are a nice accompaniment to the desserts. You can always put those out after the desserts have been consumed, as well as maybe some little smaller crackers or things that, that would be absorbing. Or go back to the appetizers. Absolutely. You could do that as well. Yeah. And But it's it's always a nice thing to have a few things for them at the end. Boy, Lori... <laughs> I'm glad I took notes because I can't remember all this, but I think uh, you were great uh, giving us all this information. It's so important because you definitely, like I said, want to impress your friends, right? Absolutely. So um, I think this was great. I think we have to do this again for the next holiday. Thank you, Nancy. But, I, I think that would be wonderful. Do you know what, Lori? We don't really need a holiday to enjoy wine, right? No, every day is a holiday. Right, right. I'm with that. You know, we didn't mention my favorite wine, so I'm just going to take a minute to say that. I love Riesling. What can I pair that with? Riesling's one of my favorites, too. Wow. And, and Riesling can be paired with anything you like, Nancy. I agree. I will... It's very... Very uh, versatile. Yeah. Now, for those who don't know about Riesling, it's a sweet wine. It's a um, kind of a light wine. Mm -hmm. And um, 
And I love it. I think <laughs> that is my favorite. Well, it is because you love it so much that that's, that's Oh, it goes you... with everything. Mm-hmm. It yes. goes with a, with a ham sandwich and it goes with pizza. For me, it goes with everything. And it goes with dessert as well. And I think you guys out there, you know, if you like a particular wine, nobody says you can't mix it with the food that you like, right? Correct. And you that's know, the point. You know, it's your house, it's your wine, and you decide when you want to drink it. Correct. Good. Hey, this has been fun. And I want you to have a happy holiday. And I want you all out there to have a great holiday. And until next week, um, you know, keep listening. And tell your friends about this, too. And by the way, if you have any questions about wine, if you want to share the thoughts you have about wine, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. So until next time, bye. Bye.